This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 603, How Tanya Managed Her Magic Overall 8. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now, let's get to the show. Today, you'll meet Three Keys student Tanya and find out how she increased her reading score by two and a half band points, as well as nailing an overall IELTS 8. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, lovely IELTS Energy listeners. I am so excited to have this conversation today. We are with a super amazing and inspirational Three Keys student. Um, Tanya, can you introduce yourself, please? Hello, Jessica. My name is Tanya. I'm from south of Brazil. And this is my second time on this show and also the <laughs> second time uh, that I did uh, IELTS test. Right. I know. I was so excited to have you back. Because So Tanya and I worked together in some Skype sessions. Um, and I just, I know firsthand how hard Tanya worked to get these scores. So I was so excited to like, because I remember the last time we talked and I said, well, you know, the next time we talk, it'll be when you come on the show because you got amazing scores. <laughs> so I was really happy that happened. Okay, so let's get straight to the scores because I know that's what listeners want to hear first, I'm sure. Now, you took IELTS twice, is that right? Yes, yes. Okay, now take us through the scores. What happened the first time you took the test? Okay, uh, the first time wasn't uh, my best performance because I, I had a medical issue uh, in the, yeah. on the week of the testing. So I was on some... Uh, I had an uh, allergy, and for this reason, I was kind of sleepy. Yeah. Uh, so I got a 6.5 on writing and reading, 7 uh -huh. are on listening, and 5.5 on speaking. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get a – so was the speaking in the afternoon? No, it was like on Friday morning, they speaking, okay. and the other day was the the other test at okay. afternoon. But, you know, like, even in, in my, in, my in, in Portuguese, it was hard to speak on that <laughs> week. So I couldn't yeah. blame anybody else but myself. You know, I wasn't in my best. <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, I don't think you can blame yourself. It wasn't you, it was the medication. I mean, nobody's going to be like at top, you know, top performance, feeling all, you know, like woozy and stuff. So, okay. 
You had to take the test. It wasn't optimum circumstances. And so then you had to take the test again, obviously. But yes. the second time you took it, I think you worked even harder the second time. That was my impression, at least. Like, you kind of realized you could do this because, I mean, your scores weren't bad. You know, 6.5, 7. I mean, those were yeah. great scores. And so then you could apply yourself more specifically and get a, get those even higher, right? So... The second yes. time you took the test, what scores did you get? I got eight on listening, nine on, re on reading, wow. seven, seven uh, on writing, and 7.5 on speaking. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Um, 7.5 on speaking. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, like, uh, medication aside, that's a two-band increase. Yeah. What? How do you think you did that? Yeah, this is funny because this one I was pretty concerned about, and I, I, I don't, I didn't feel that I was being uh, uh, good on during the testing. You know, like I, I was doing, I was speaking, and I was feeling that I, I was being so bad, repeating myself, and not in my, <laughs> not giving all the details that I, I think I should be uh, doing. But yeah. I think I, I have been working like I have studying and I have trying to speak so much and doing some practice then I think I got used to the test even uh, being nervous and I was pretty nervous in the second time sure. um, so yeah I think I, I that was the difference because I was used to the the environment you know Totally. No, that's, I mean, that's true for every section, right? I mean, if you, yes. if you practice enough, if you go through the strategies and apply it to IELTS test practice enough, then it does feel natural. So that's our whole point of walking into the test. And like we say, feel cool, calm, and confident because you've already done this so many times that of course you're going to feel nervous. I think especially on the speaking exam because you're facing this native speaker. You don't know what kind of person they are. Like It's so riddled with anxiety already that if you don't have this base, this like fundamental assurance, it's going to be really hard to get past that. So that's hilarious. Even though you thought you did really bad, you got a 7.5. Oh, my God. I love it Yes, so I was so sure that I didn't pass. I didn't get a, a good result that I keep studying after the testing. <gasps> day, no you way. Know? Yeah, I keep studying for two, week, uh, for two oh, weeks until I get the result. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, even if it didn't, you didn't need it for IELTS, it's always good to practice English. So yes, yes, that is that's true. That's fine. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's sort of let's get a breakdown for what made the difference between the first test and the second test. All right, let's start with okay. listening. So, whole band point increase. Um, how did that happen? Was it was it test practice, or did you like were you able to work more listening into your daily life? I think I got like the listening part. I have been doing that a lot, not only for studying, but I have contact with uh, like TV and I work with people that speak uh, English. So the difference for me was uh, practice. And I I had to, to go back and see all the tips that you had 
because yeah. yeah sometimes like you think you are good enough and you don't pay a lot of attention so I, I got back <laughs> and 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 go back through everything again that's funny no I could totally understand that if you work with English speakers I mean you talk to clients you speak English at work you probably think you're going to be fine, right? But there are little tips to different listening questions that could be overlooked. So yeah. you went back and reviewed the strategies and then just did a lot of test practice? Yes. And also, I think the first time uh, the difference was I got the answer, but I have some um, misspelling. Oh. And I have been practicing that a lot on the second time to make sure that I wasn't get unlike losing a question because of that. Totally. Okay. Now this is something a lot of students have issues with is spelling. And every people ask all the time, how do I improve my spelling? I can't just memorize every possible answer. So did you work out some sort of system for yourself? Yeah, I don't know if it's the best one, but what I did <laughs> for for listening and for uh, writing, every time that I got something wrong, I I write that uh, that word for uh, ten times, <laughs> and this, yeah. this way I will not. Uh, it was like a trauma. Uh, you, uh, it's traumatic, you know. So <laughs> you will remember that <laughs> forever. <laughs> Why is writing a word ten times traumatic? That doesn't seem I don't traumatic. Know. <laughs> yeah, I was so pissed every time that I I had to write that. Oh, and then I yes, guess. yeah, <laughs> because it's like you're mad at yourself for like causing causing the situation in the first place. You're like, oh, I yes. spelled it wrong. Now I have to do this. That's funny. So you're yeah. using, because like memories are created by um, connection to different like hormones and often stress hormones. So you created a stressful sort of situation for yourself and then you remembered the word better. That makes yes. sense. Yeah. <laughs> However, I don't recommend everybody doing that. I don't want people to stress themselves out. But I do like the part of the system where you write the words 10 times. And then I assume you went back to review once in a while, right? Yes. Yes. I have like a, a book where I, I kept everything that I, not only the, the words that I, I didn't know how to write, but, uh, you know, like new words uh, that I never ha uh, saw before, I, I do the same. So like a vocab notebook. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Guys, I, you might've heard us mention this before, but if spelling is an issue, you do need to keep a spelling list. Every time you spell something wrong in listening practice or writing essays, you need to write it down. And I think using it, like connecting it to sort of the tangible feeling of it by writing it again 10 times each, I think that's perfect for getting it into your memory. But also including that in your vocab notebook, I really like. And I don't, we've never um, recommended doing that before. And I really like that because then it's all together. So when you're going to review words, you're going to review all the words. <laughs> so yeah. I like that. That's perfect. Okay. Um, so reading, holy, what, 6.5 to a 9? I don't think I've ever, I mean, I'm always amazed when we have two whole band increases because that, I mean, in itself is like a miracle, but <laughs> yours was two and a half bands. What? Okay. Can you, can you share your magic? How did this happen? <laughs> 
Well, I think the the biggest uh, difference from the first time to the second one was that I didn't spend a lot of time in the same question. And I, I did that a lot, you know, like in the past, I wasn't sure if that was the right answer. And that I, I, I was, I keep looking on the text and it, yeah. it you know, like this time I'm more than one minute and I, I just skipped, uh, I just kept that question and go to the other one. And go back in the end and then it's funny because when you go back you will find the answer like really fast yeah because you're you're not distracted right so you kind of narrow down the possibilities now are you saying that so in the moment you would be comparing too much right between the passage and the question and then yes. you wouldn't you wouldn't write the answer at all and you would totally skip it or you would write the answer and I'd, then move on s- Sometimes I I like I I got some word that uh I didn't I didn't think it was the right one but I you know like I wasn't looking all the time in the same question so I would write Anything that I think would be a match, because then at least Perfect. you have something. Yes. But I would, I would like put a mark on that question and go back in the end. Now, how often would you go back and find that the original was actually the right answer? I think, uh, I think during the test, I I have marked uh, five questions. Yeah. And uh, only one was the right one. The other one I had to change. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But no, I love this, guys. So you do need to get used to this timing. In fact, I just did, I just um, recorded a YouTube video about this today about how overthinking just wrecks your reading scores. And this was one of the tips was that going back between the passage and the answer so many times, it doesn't help you, right? You're not going to like suddenly see something new in this sentence that you didn't see the first time. You're just going to freak yourself out more. So you really do need to stick to that one minute time limit per question. And like Tanya said, write something, you know, at the, you'd have to write something down just in case, but then put little marks next to them and you can go back. As long as you stick to the timing and the strategies, you will have some extra minutes at the end to go back and make sure. So it's all about the strategies. Another reading nine. Oh my God. I need to count like all the nines on readings that our three key (laughs) students have received because it's very impressive. Okay. Super cool. Um, Writing. Now you and I worked pretty hard on the writing and you finally got that seven. So That must have felt amazing. But do you have any tips through all of your work on improving your writing? Any tips for our listeners on getting that seven? Yeah, I think the biggest, uh, uh, the biggest tip I could give is like details. You know, I didn't, uh, I didn't worry about the details before. And uh, in the second time, I was able to provide a lot of details and uh, that helped. And also punctuation and things like that is different from the way I, I normally write. So I had yeah. to, to start to pay attention on that too. 
That is a super good tip, though, because um, if you are a Portuguese speaker out there, um, yeah. the way the way you think of punctuation is not always correct in English. And I've and I've noticed this more and more the more Brazilians that I get to work with in Three Keys IELTS. Um, commas are different. There's like there's are there are a lot of differences actually. So that guys, punctuation is important. It matters for your grammar score. If you guys have like a lot of great sentences, no mistakes, if you make too many punctuation errors, I'd say even a few punctuation errors, you can't get that seven for grammar. So you're really hurting yourself by not going over these quite simple rules when it comes down to it. So that's a really good um, piece of advice. Okay. Now speaking, we already talked about you got a 7.5. Now, looking back, now while you were taking the test, you didn't think you did well. But looking back, reflecting on that, when you saw you got a 7.5 in speaking and you could sort of get a different perspective on how you did, what do you think made the difference? Like two bands. That's a lot. That's not just medication. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's also strategies and hard work. So what do you think like pushed you up to that score? I think uh, once more the uh, the uh, the details helped a lot yeah. on on the speaking too because then you can show more vocabulary and you can like express yourself better and totally. also I think the fillers you know I didn't I I was uh, answering straight I I pro- you told me that that I didn't have I start the the answer with some uh, kind of filler I was just yeah. answering the thing and uh, that helped a lot, even to make myself think more about the answer, you know. Yes, exactly. I was just talking to a personal coach student about this yesterday as well. So this is a super huge tip, you guys. This makes the difference between sounding like a student and sounding more like a native. And remember, the the higher score you want, of course, the more like a native you want to sound. And that means being natural in how you communicate. Now, if a native speaker is answering these questions, I'm not, or anybody is not going to just go directly to the answer, right? So if the question is like, how often do you ride a bicycle? I ride three times a week. Like, I would never say that. That's super student-y, super robotic. So instead, I would say, oh, well, I guess three times a week, right? There's always this sort of buffer. So guys, in the blog post for this episode, just search Tanya, T-A-N-I-A. In the blog post for this episode, I'll put a link to another episode we did about informal fillers because that is such a strategic way to start sounding more natural. And it's not just sounding more natural for fluency, but also like Tanya said, it does give you a couple precious seconds to think about more details. So very strategic way of approaching yeah. those answers. Okay. Super yeah. Awesome. I, I, one, another thing that I think it was important uh, is to pay attention on the examiner during the testing, mm. because, you know, I was answering something and then I was looking for the girl that was uh, the, the examiner and she yeah. was looking at me like uh, she had that funny expression because and then I, I realized that I was answering uh, a, a wrong question, you know, like she was asking oh. me about how often I, I travel by plane and I understood train. Oh, <laughs> <You know>? oh, no. <laughs> 
And then I just, when I saw her face, I just, okay, sorry, I think I got the wrong question. Can you oh, <laughs> repeat that? And, and, and she did that, and probably that saved me the question, you know. Totally. Oh, for sure. Guys, yeah, if you think you're going in the wrong direction, or even if you made a mistake, like grammar or vocab-wise, always correct yourself. I think this goes back to one of our core strategies of being honest on the speaking exam, you know, just being able to talk through your emotions, talk through any problems that you're having. Um, and that goes a long way towards fluency, but also vocab. Just being able to communicate through those issues shows flexibility in how you communicate. Like what if, oh my God, yeah, what if you just pretended you understood and you just continued? <laughs> you wouldn't have got a 7.5 for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a good tip, guys. Do pay attention to examiner cues. But at the same time, don't let their facial expressions throw you either. Because I think some examiners really try and keep like a straight face. You know, they don't want to show any emotion or any reflection of what you're doing um, that some might consider that to be more professional. So at the same time, if the examiner's giving you nothing, just like no emotions at all, don't let that throw you. That's just their style of examining, um, which I don't think is fair because like, I feel like examiners are supposed to help you get the best score, right? By not like giving you answers, but by being a person that you could talk to. It's very hard to be natural and show personality if the other person is just giving you nothing in return. So hopefully, guys, you don't get an examiner like that. <laughs> You'll get someone that is uh, at least enjoyable to talk to. Okay, super awesome. Congratulations, Tanya. I was so excited when I saw your scores. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to to thank you because you helped me a lot during this process. Awesome. That well, that's my job. I'm so happy that, <laughs> that it worked. Um, Tanya, do you have any last words of advice for future IELTS test takers out there? Yeah, I would like to say that keep trying. Like even if you don't yeah. get what you are uh, you are planning, you are aiming. Uh, just keep trying. The first time I got my results, I was so mad at myself and also yeah. I was doubting myself, you know. So yeah. just go ahead. One, uh, You will be able to get that. No. That's awesome, for sure. Guys, if you want classes with me in three Keys IELTS, just like Tanya had, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and become our student today. Okay, Tanya, huge, huge congratulations. And I'm so excited for you and your future. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so proud of our three key students. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. All right, Tanya, bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.